You're listening to Women Making Waves on Cambridge 105 Radio. The next interview that you're going to hear is quite a tough one because it's by a woman called Alicia. Now, that's not actually her real name. She left an incredibly abusive relationship. She was in fear for her life in the end. She said if she'd stayed any longer, she would probably be dead. She bravely took the decision to leave her home. She sofa surfed for a while and then she ended up coming to Cambridge. You'll hear this in the story. And she was helped by a number of people. But she did some training and cleaning. And that really brought her out of herself and got her back into society. Now, she's still going through the process of healing, but she is a lot better than she was. So we're going to hear from Alicia and also from Elliot Harris from Overstream, the cleaning company that helped Alicia get back on her feet. Whether you're a man or a woman, if you're in an abusive relationship or marriage, just get away. Just think of yourself because you're worth it. I'm joined in the studio by Alicia and by Elliot. Alicia has a very powerful story to tell because she had to leave her home and come to Cambridge, but she's now picking up the pieces and she's being helped by Winter Comfort. Alicia, thank you very much for joining us today. You felt that you had to leave your home. Why, why was that? No, it wasn't fair. I needed to leave because it was a case of if I stayed, I would have been dead. Really? It was that serious? Yeah. And so you were in an abusive relationship? I think it was beyond abusive. It was just dysfunctional, abusive. Really, really horrible? Yeah, it was really bad. So you got to the point of making the really, really brave decision that you had to get out of there? Yeah. Then the thing is, what scared me at the time, the whole time... Okay, it's all right. The whole time I was being abused, I had cancer, and I didn't know. So when I got moved on from the refuge, I had like stage two of skin cancer, but it was all right. So I was like really weak, so I just needed to be safe because it weren't a good relationship. So I got away, and then I started to get better, and then. I went into a refuge and I got help there and then I went into like a move-on house. Like the ladies there were really encouraging and some of the women I met there were great. Some were doing like degrees and I was just surrounded by all these successful, really bright, smart, positive, intelligent women. And I just thought to myself, I love the the women that are so positive and mm-hmm. just being surrounded by situations and things that were positive. And I thought, Considering where I was, I've got a chance to change my life around and just start all over again, which is kind of good but really scary. At the same time, not not knowing nothing or no one in Cambridge, but it's been a positive move because the network there has been great. So um, one of the ladies, she um, she put a poster up for like Overstream Clean, and I thought oh, that looks kind of an okay course. You know, it's mm. it looked kind of therapeutic. Had you done any cleaning before? Yeah, I had done cleaning, but I'd never done an actual cleaning course, and that's what inspired me to want to do it, because it yeah. was something different. Yeah. 
Like, actually, and I actually thought, thinking it was quite posh, thinking I was doing this cleaning course. But yeah. this is nice because, you know, you learn about the health and safety, the kosh. You get to learn about chemicals that you can't use for your skin and mm -hmm. what's natural and what's good for wood and what's good for metal and all different kinds of wonderful chemical cleaning products you can come across but then there was like the theory side of the call so this is the bit that people just kind of see beyond oh no you just clean and that's the end of it but it's not you do like some written work and then it's it's all like color coded and it's all like really smartly done you, you know because you've got certain colors for different parts of where you're cleaning so it's all organized very well mm -hmm. And I was quite surprised with the effort that goes into the training that they were doing it and giving people, you know, that are homeless or that had been vulnerability has, mm -hmm. like myself, like the opportunity to be able to turn your life around just by being able to, you know, being a part of the community, um, getting some self-respect back for yourself, self-confidence. But during the course, I phoned the supervisor, Elliot, and I was like, is it all right there? And, he, and I'm thinking, he's probably thinking, who's this strange woman phoning up saying, is this course safe? But, I mean, obviously I had a reason yeah. because when I looked on the, the website, there seemed to be more men. And I was thinking, oh, I hope it's going to be like a bit of a mixed thing going on. And then I remember, like, the women where I'm living, they were, like, quite concerned, thinking, we don't think you're ready. I don't think you should go there. And I was like, well, do you not want me to better myself? What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, I need to do something at some point. I can't cower. And they were like, but you're really not ready. And I was like, well, I need to put myself into the deep end somehow and just face those demons, which I did. So... That's a brave thing to do. Yeah, and I'm really Good glad that I, don't, I did it. I just tackled my inner fear, and it wasn't inner fear of being around men. It's just being around men in general, even, you know, if a man could kind of just go boot and I'd jump. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't have been that man's fault. It was just because of what had happened. Mm -hmm. That's all, in any shape or form. It could have been the postman just putting a letter through the letterbox. So, yeah, it was a horrible way how it kind of affects you afterwards, but... It takes time, but it's not a quick fix, but slowly you start to to feel better and you peel yourself, but it and takes get your time. confidence back. Yeah, definitely, and you take time. But even during the call, there were awkward moments where being around the man, I'd get very anxious and very nervous and people could kind of pick up on it. So this was what the women were saying to me at the house. Well, this was why we were saying that you weren't ready because we didn't want you to be in a position for you to display anxiousness or to, just to be scared, basically, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. being around me. And I just thought, but what is the right way to do it? How do you do it? What is the best way? What do I do? Do I lock myself away for years on end and think... I'm never going to go about it. I'm not going to get my life back on track. Or you just kind of face what's going on. And, you know, I will just kind of say, like, to anyone, actually, whether you're a man or a woman, if you're in an abusive relationship or marriage, just get away. Just think of yourself because you're worth it. And mm. be kind to yourself. Yeah. And it's scared and it's hard. It takes time. But you you can do it. 
and your face just lit up when you were talking about that course a few minutes ago and you were talking about all the things that you've learned on the course. Yeah, because I'm really, loving it, aren't you? I did. I really enjoyed doing it. And it, the thing was, when I went there, it was like, I just thought it was in the centre. I weren't even aware that Winter Comfort was like a homeless centre. So it was only till when I arrived and I, you know, I was finding out about the course that I started to realise and learn what Winter Comfort did and what they were about. And the thing what I loved is the, the support that they give to people like myself that had been in a situation where, you know, I had been sofa surfing and it was very, very stressful. Was this before you came to Cambridge, possibly? Yeah, yeah. So in the fact that I'd, I'd been affected by it psychologically too, like for months I was just... It didn't make sense. It was like, even though I was, I'm in a flat and I've got somewhere to live and I'm OK and I'm safe because I'm in a move-on house, I still had this mental block, like, I'm still homeless. Mm-hmm. I'm outside. And I just kept seeing pictures of me standing outside with bags, just thinking, where was I going to go? What was I going to be doing? But the thing was, I'm already inside and my stuff's unpacked and it's put away. I didn't do that straight away, probably maybe after about five or six weeks me to just start unpacking and to become slowly normal whatever normal is you know I remember one of the ladies she was like why don't you treat yourself or you know you know go and buy yourself something or just be normal just be kind to yourself and I was like well obviously because I'm still in shock that I've been in a stressful situation as well as abusive I was kind of like well what's the point of me getting anything or doing anything because I'm going to be out of here in a couple of years and I'm going to be standing there with the baggers again. That was, like, my mentality at kind of that point. And she was like, well, no, that's really not going to happen. And in my head, I thought, well, all right, I know you're doing your job and you get paid to do your job. At my head, I'm generally just thinking, but you're just, you get paid to do this work, so I'm just another number to you. You get people in and out all the time. I'm just another person that, happens to pay your rent that's living in your property, but that's not the case. No. They're great women, they're fantastic. I feel like I've been given this little family that have just given me loads of support and I feel really blessed that I've I've through them and being able to be a part of Winter Comfort too. It's just helped me to to, to be part of a community, which is nice considering, yeah. you know, I'd come from nothing with nothing, you know, I turn up to Cambridge with a little granite trolley when you put you shopping in with a couple of sets of pyjamas. In fact, I, I come to Cambridge in a pair of pyjamas and a set of fluffy boots and like a rain mac. Because you, like you just literally walked out of Yeah, I just thought I just need to get away and to be safe. And there was even times during that time, I remember having a conversation with... A friend of mine that lived in London, she was like, well, instead of putting yourself all through this stress, just go back to your husband. And I, <laughs> and I went, yeah. That's somebody who didn't understand your predicament. She didn't really understand, no. No, she said, just go back to him. And I just thought, you're crazy. And then the scary thing is to think that I had a friend who was murdered when she was 19 through domestic violence. And the guy I married, he's like best mates with the guy who murdered her. And you never know who you're going to meet. That's why I think it's good for Claire's Law. If I'd known about it, I would have used it then. But, I mean, I learned about this afterwards. So I did the Freedom course at the refuge, which I'm really quite pleased about. 
so I learned a lot from that. So yeah, so that was kind of quite scary to think that sometimes when the abuse was going on, he'd threatened to like hurt me and to just to do really horrible things with the brothers that had murdered my friend. So that's quite scary. That is very scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a a little bit of... That's mental well, torture as yeah, well. Yeah, well, I can't... It? And it's it's cruel to actually hurt a person, you know. Was the relationship all right at first? And then yeah, it, it was all of, right. So it, it was, was nice and right. loving at first. But yeah, then... and obviously people make mistakes. People have a past. And I think everyone deserves a chance. And one of the things he said to me was that he said he was in this marriage with someone else and I didn't think nothing of it. Maybe I'm a bit blind, I'm a bit stupid, I'm gullible, naive, all of those things. But he said to me, they got into a fight and according to him, she attacked him, so he broke her jaw. Thinking about it, you know, there was a warning there sign. Was a, a war, there was yeah. a warning sign, but I yeah. just thought, but yeah. you said she had long nails and she scratched your face and you defended yourself. Mm-hmm. So it was, oh, OK, fair enough, give you know, the benefit of the doubt, and all the things you said you weren't going to do were the things that you did to me. Controlling, abusive, he just had access to all my money. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, even in a flat where we were living, I never had a key. It was ridiculous. I had to be locked inside. There were times I was hurt. I couldn't even access help through, like, a doctor. Or there was times where I'd go, well, don't worry, I'm not going to go because the doctor's going to ask what I've got this injury. And if they suspect something, they're going to call the police. But I thought to myself, I can't keep doing this because, you know, it's just, it's just, I'm just going to end up dead. Yeah. I'm just going to end up dead. And it's a miserable existence as well. It is a miserable existence. And it was just psychologically and physical abuse. So I had five years of abuse and I just said, "I, I can't do it no more. You That's know, a long time. It was a long time. And, you know, I was quite skinny then. I was quite fair, about seven stone. Like I said, I had cancer. I didn't know. It takes a lot for me to absorb to think when he was doing that to me. You know, I was dying anyway, and I was at risk of death, hence from the cancer. And the other thing was the, the abuse, physical and psychological abuse. So, yeah, so that's my story. How did you get away in the end? Did a friend help you, or was it the police? When it got that bad, I had to take a non-monestation order uh, to keep him away. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. brave as well. Yeah, I had to do that. Yeah. And then I was just obviously too close to the area. And the police had been involved. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, there's no way I'm going to live like them women, like they did during suffragettes. I'm not going to live like that. We've come a long way since then, and I love that history. I mean, I guess I'd, I'd like to think of myself as a feminist... And men and women, we should all be treated with respect because it's not right for anyone to be abused. With, like I said, a man or woman, mm-hmm. no one should have to, have to be abused in any way, shape or form. Can you see a time where you'll get over the fear of men and end up in a relationship again? Never. Can you see that? I made a decision about a year and a half ago. Whatever life I've got left, I want to be on my own. Mm-hmm. I want to stay by myself. But at least... You're feeling a bit safer now, a bit more settled? I do feel safe, and I'm really pleased I've gained safe. And the course that you went on, it's all thanks to that, really, that got you out of that house, by the sound of it. Yeah, it did. It really did help. So we're going to bring Elliot Harris into the conversation now. Tell us about this amazing course. So it's part of Overstream Clean, which is this really amazing project we've got at Winter Comfort that was started 
goodness, I think about five years ago almost. And it's a cleaning company that we run out of the basement of Winter Comfort. And all of the people who work in it, people like Alicia, are people who've had some experience of homelessness or vulnerable housing. And we also run the course as well, which is funded by uh, adult learning services from the county council. It takes about six weeks and we do all sorts of things. So colour coding, colour code your cloths, people. Green, <laughs> green in the kitchen, red in the bathroom, blue in the other bits. You don't want to use your toilet cloth on your kitchen. I know. Oh, that would be crazy. <laughs> no, we, we have a lot of fun, actually. It's a really nice team and we kind of take care of each other don't we yeah we do the course was really good it was uh, amazing when alicia came on because you weren't amazingly confident when you turned up no, there and as you say it's all actually what she's done and it's the same with all of our operatives they're absolutely amazing because they're really passionate get up at 5 30 in the morning and yeah. go and clean places which i'm not overly fond of doing myself which is why i'm lucky they're also reliable so i very rarely have to go out and do any cleaning <laughs> They're, they're just a really cool bunch and it's like it's a supportive environment so it's not necessarily doing anything for people so I couldn't sit here and say look I took Alicia and I made her better I couldn't say that um, but what we do create is a place where it's uh, well, people have to fix themselves really don't they in some ways but you're yeah. giving an environment which nurtures that and which that's helps. it exactly and it's and it's you give people the right environment and give them a chance and uh, you know, they'll amaze you. They're really brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and so it's always kind of inspiring being at work. So you've already said categorically, if somebody's in an abusive relationship and they're feeling afraid, they should just get out of it. Yeah, just do what's right for you and don't knock back. Yeah, and that's don't what you've done. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It is hard. Even though the person's been not very nice, it's still a, a loss. You have to be safe. You have to be safe. It's either your life or you to be dead, basically. Mm -hmm. And your mind's fragile. So I think anyone that's had a traumatic situation, you need to be kind to yourself and you need to take care of your mind. And happy mind, happy person. Happy and healthy is my motto. And your health, are you sorted out now? Have they managed to tackle the cancer? Yes. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so did. pleased to hear that. Yeah. It was um, pretty scary at the time. Yeah. Just hearing that word. Yeah. Yeah. But no, they, you know, it's all gone. And so I was quite pleased about that. Yeah. So, so having the opportunity to live where I am is great too, because it saved my life. Because, you know, anything like that, if it gets left, it can spread and yeah. it's quite deadly. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like things are on the up for you now. You've made a new life for yourself and you've done that because you've got out of there and you've made the right decisions to get out, you know, when even when others were, with the best of intentions, were saying, well, you're not quite ready. You had the bravery to go out there and do this course. I, I'm, I'm really confident you're going to be all right. Yeah, it was good. It was a good move, a good move. But like I said, with the help with the people around me, so they, they come into it too. But, yeah, it's been good. So I'm glad I made that choice. I think your story is really inspiring and thank you for coming in to talk about it because that's a brave decision as well to make but you've made lots of brave decisions I think
Alicia and Elliot Harris talking to Linda Ness. And the song you just heard was Flaming June with Freedom's Fairy Tale for Girls with fitting lyrics. If you have been affected by domestic violence or want to know more about Overstream or Winter Comfort, we have put links on our website besides Alicia's interview. You can find this on womenmakingwaves.co.uk. <laughs> 